Wealth Tactic Rebels, ingenious tactics to accumulate wealth for people who see things differently. Welcome to another discussion with Wealth Tactic Rebels, the podcast for people who see things differently. I'm your host, Kevin Dumont, and I've been thinking differently in the wealth field for nearly 15 years. With Wealth Tactic Rebels, we try to bring you content that provides both noteworthy and uncommon tactics, as well as content that you can start applying to your life to help bring you prosperity. But Rebels, we need your help to continue to improve. Help us by going to your preferred listening medium, whatever that is you're listening on right now, and rate and review our show. Let us know what you like, what you'd like to hear more of, and also... If there's anything you found resonating with you about this particular episode, let us know that as well. Today, we are joined by a lovely guest, Danielle Cuomo. Danielle, how are you today? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me here. Well, fantastic. I'm glad to see that you're weathering the cloistered <laughs> times, I guess. Yes. <laughs> to put it politely, I guess. So at the time of this recording, we're still in, what is this now? This is April. Yep. And I hope all our listeners are doing well and are healthy as well. So today we're going to be talking about increasing productivity higher virtually. So Danielle, of course, is an expert in that field. She's an entrepreneur and owner of Virtual Assist USA. And I wouldn't say newer, but kind of more prominent in these days is hiring virtually for businesses. It's really kind of a shift in the way things are happening. And if you're an entrepreneur yourself, and you would be able to now hire out virtually to help you with tasks that you're doing your business. And it could be smaller part-time tasks or more full-time, I would assume. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, great. Before we continue, Wealth Tactic Rebel listeners, please help us out. Go to whatever platform is your preferred platform. And if you would subscribe and give us a rating for today's episode. And in there, please drop us a little message and let us know what in today's episode inspired you? What did you find connected with you? Danielle, would you mind sharing a little bit with our listeners something about where you came from and what inspired you to do what you do today? Yes, yes, definitely. So again, thank you for having me. Oh, you're welcome. Um, one thing that I think is really timely with what we're facing now with the COVID-19 situation mm. is that I started this business in 2008. It was a week after the recession hit. And right. I think that's pretty timely to say that to have something that was started after the recession, that you can still grow a business even during a pandemic. I think that's sure. really important for people to keep in mind, particularly sure, yeah, as they're doing this. So the reason that I, I started the business is that I really wanted to redefine how entrepreneurs get help. Um, hiring employees doesn't always make sense for people, especially in times like these. They might not want to take on a full-time person with salary, with taxes, compliance issues, benefits, vacation, sick time, all right. of those things. They might just right. not want to deal with the hassle of that. And so it doesn't always make cost. sense to hire full-time. Yeah, right. And so there were some other virtual assistant services that were around at this time. So this is again, 2008. Um, right, a few right. were around. It was the start of the industry. But I really wanted to center my business and my platform around the idea that services could be really nimble. They could be flexible. They could be on demand. And it would mm-hmm. be an alternative to hiring employees. Right. Excellent. So what happened to you? Because there must have been something that sort of like an aha moment, right? You had something that happened in your life that, hey, this is really a good option, a good direction to go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was working in IT consulting at the time. And because it was the start of the recession, I had just been laid off. And so that was something that could be really 
disheartening or depressing for something, someone uh, to happen to someone. And so it was really important for me to try to turn that into a positive. Um, Again, at the time it was 2008 and I felt like I had really nothing to lose. I had always wanted to be an entrepreneur, always wanted to Mm. own a business. And now with the technology, even then, but even more so now, there is such a low barrier to entry and it's possible for anyone. The Mm. technology is there, the automation is there. There's not Mm -hmm. a lot of steep hills to climb. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's a really easy Mm. way to start a business and a really great time to do so as well. Right. Interesting. So you saw that there's definitely a need there to help people out in this field because no one was really doing it. Exactly. Yes, I saw a huge need for that. And really, we're pretty industry agnostic. We can work with a wide variety of industries. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's really helped us, especially in this sort of pandemic situation, because we're not reliant on one particular industry. Right, right. But there's definitely a need. There are folks that need social media help, admin, executive assistance, research, web design, help with podcasts, um, help with digital marketing. And they just might not have a need for a full-time person. And that's where we can come in, sort of filling in that gap assistant. Sure. Makes sense. Especially now, as we were talking about before, there's that shift. I know it was becoming more prevalent already at this day and age, but with everyone being stuck home now, you can't go to the office. Everyone has to work virtually, correct? Yes. So <laughs> I think there's, we were talking about this, there's going to be, I think, a lasting effect of that as people become more used to this. They may mm-hmm. see the value in it, and it may really shift business even more to have far more virtual work. Yes, definitely. Yeah, there's been a tremendous shift. I think that people are seeing how doable and easy it is to work remotely, mm-hmm. that there's really not that barrier, that the technology makes it possible, that tools like video chat and Zoom make it very easy to still build those relationships, have that trust and credibility. Mm-hmm. And so every day it's becoming something that is a little bit easier, a little bit more accessible. Mm. and a little bit more commonplace. Right. And I can see there's definitely, it's a tool that makes it so much more easy once you get used to doing things virtually. Like say if you have a business and you have an employee and you're used to always having them with you, and maybe you go back to that model after everything has changed and we don't have to all be home all the time. Yes. But you have an employee who has a sick mother that they need to care for. Well, Mm -hmm. maybe now you can let them work from home. You're already used to doing the Zoom. You can continue working and having the relationship just as you were doing before, and they can care for their mother. You know what I mean? Exactly. Something like that. I mean, just an example, but... Yeah, exactly. It's a really flexible solution. And that's why I think a lot of people gravitate toward that as well. Right, right. In the past, if you were in a situation like that, you would have to take paid leave because you can't do your work anywhere other than at the office. Right. Exactly. So this is good for the employer and this is good for the employee. Yes. That's what I see anyway. <laughs> yeah, I would say, you know, too, something that's been interesting for us is we've always been hundred percent remote. So for the past twelve years we've operated remotely or virtually. Right, and right. so when something like this happens, we don't have to pivot. We didn't have to scramble. We could right, keep right. doing, you know, business as usual. And right, our clients right. were really, you know, they really benefited from that because they didn't have any gaps in their team, right. in their service, any interruptions. They could keep doing business as usual because we were set up for that. And so right. in any really uncertain time, I think that's important. Right. So that's a really good point to make. Even if it's not maybe your preferred business model, if you have the systems in place and you're set up for it, then when something like this happens, when there's a need, when you have to do it, um, you can do it seamlessly and it won't interrupt business so much. Yes. Yeah. And there's not a lot of scrambling 
or trying to rush things through. It's just very seamless. Along those same lines as that being one benefit to it, another benefit has really been that there's also a really broad range of skill sets to choose from. So when you're working with someone locally in your town, in your office, you're only able to choose from the skill sets that are available to you in your specific geographic area. But when you're working virtually or remotely with a virtual assistant company, we have folks all over the country. So we're able to pull from a nationwide Mm. pool of Mm. talent. Mm. And that can often get you folks that have stronger skill sets, broader skill set, more specialized. Right. And that's just sort of an added benefit of being able to do it virtually. Right, right. I would say that you could even hire internationally that way. Yes. Yeah. In our particular company, we just work with folks, just work with employees that are in the U.S. Right. But certainly you can always go internationally as well. Right, right. I think this is a great opportunity for the entrepreneur to be able to help them because, you know, you and I were talking about entrepreneurship and how it can be a risky thing to do. And if you're thinking about doing it and you're thinking, how can I do this myself? Well, but I can't afford to hire someone now. I can take advantage of the opportunities of entrepreneurship. I can be my own boss. I can make my own decisions. I can have a more comfortable lifestyle. I can have the opportunity that it brings with the wealth and be able to get into it, right? Have you seen it kind of this whole idea of being able to hire virtually open doors for entrepreneurs? I think I definitely have because they have all the tools accessible and available to them. I typically will say that everyone should be working in things that are in their genius zone. And if as an entrepreneur, you are really good at making widgets, for example, it doesn't mean that you can't do things like digital marketing or research or bookkeeping or social media, but maybe that you shouldn't be doing those things. Right, right. I liken it to, I use the analogy of it's like writing with your non-writing hand. So if you're right-handed, it's like trying to write with your left hand. You might be able to do it. Right. It might not look as good. It might be more challenging. You might have to put a lot more energy into it because it's not. take a lot more time. (laughs) Second nature to you. And so that's sort of how I think of it. So I always advise entrepreneurs to focus on what they're really good at, their core offering, whether that's a product, like a service, whatever it is that they do, sticking with their genius zone and leaving the rest of it up to someone else. A lot of my clients will comment that they are pleasantly surprised that they can find that someone else can do it a lot faster than them. Maybe they thought that you know updating a page on their website may take mm-hmm. five hours and maybe it might take them five hours. But if right. someone is skilled in that and they're doing it every day, it might take them 20 minutes. Right, right. And so it's worth it financially. It's right. worth it from a time perspective. It's certainly like the topic we're, we're discussing today, increasing your productivity. That right. certainly comes into play there as well. Right. As part of that too, and I've had other discussions with some people about how about scaling your business. And as the entrepreneur, you start removing yourself from doing the production end of it mm-hmm. to work on the business instead of always being in it, uh, which is, I know, something you talk about. So you can more easily now hire someone to start replacing what you do. Of course, unless it's like making like a chair, you have to physically cut the wood. I mean, I get that, but exactly. <laughs> you can't do that virtually, but right. But it does open up doors for you to be able to start removing yourself from the production and start doing the important work of the business. Right, right. Yeah, we'll have clients that will hire us just because they want to spend more time doing that important work, that core sort of revenue generating work. Right. Or maybe they just want to save the time and spend more time with their families. They want to pursue other interests and hobbies. So there's sort of two different buckets that they'll fall into. But either way, they're saving time. They're being more productive and more efficient. Yeah, absolutely. It's like, we always talk about with money, if, if you can have a dollar do more than one thing at the same time, that's the most efficient use of a dollar. And 
that's exactly what you're talking about. Exactly. And I know, Kevin, we discussed sort of the opportunity cost. Mm, We were talking about that before. And I think that makes a lot of sense with virtual assistants too. Mm. If you spend five hours fumbling with trying to make a change on your webpage, and that is five hours that you lost that you could be talking to prospects, that you could be doing podcast interviews, that you could be generating revenue. Right. I mean, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to spend the time on that. That's right. That's opportunity cost. And for our listeners, opportunity cost is when you have a dollar and you lose that dollar in something like doing work that you don't need to be doing or paying a tax you didn't need to pay, you're not losing that dollar. You're losing that dollar and everything it could have earned for you, which is a far greater number. Because a dollar over time is a huge number. <laughs> it's exponential, technically speaking. Yes. So yeah, I agree. I agree with your statement. So what have you seen is something that holds people back from going down the road of hiring virtual assistants? I think two things really hold people back. One, I think it's the fear of the unknown mm-hmm. is certainly one thing. For me and the folks on my team, we're used to working with new clients every day and our team members are used to making those clients feel comfortable, building that trust and credibility, right, building the right. relationship, those communication channels. And that's something that just sort of comes with time and builds that confidence where we continue right. to earn folks' business. Right. I think the second thing that can hold people back is a thought of how will this work behind the scenes? How will I know someone is Mm. working? I mean, how do I know that's happening? So the most basic answer to that is, of course, that you have the output of work. Somebody's creating social media posts for you, you see those. On our end, we do have some technology that's pretty cool. It actually, when a virtual assistant is working and we're tracking time on a project, our software will take randomized screenshots of that person's computer as they're working. Um, it will record things like keystrokes and time. And so we're able to really refine, you know, down to the minute what's being worked on and when. Mm. And that's something that, again, is just the benefit of technology. And it helps, again, to build that trust and credibility, oh, just like you would if you were working with someone in the next cubicle over. Right. That's better than having a manager looking over your shoulder. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they can't yeah, get away so with going with to the wrong web page at that time. <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. And so with the technology, we're able to do that. And we're able to do that on a large scale. We can be seeing every one of our employees' computers at every minute that they're working rather than just if you're in an office kind of walking around. So right, it's right. really precise and the, the technology enables us to do that. Excellent. Good to know. So how do you help people overcome whatever limiting beliefs they might have that are holding them back? Mm-hmm. About hiring a virtual assistant? Is yeah. that correct? Yeah. Correct. I think that, you know, like I said, you don't know really until you try it. With our company specifically, we don't have any minimums. You can work with someone for an hour if you like. Mm-hmm. You can certainly do video chats and things like that to establish that relationship and start to get to know the person face-to-face that make you a little bit more comfortable. But right. I don't think it's something that you have to dive into headfirst and hand over all of your stuff to someone on day one. I always recommend that people start small. I trust that we will continue to earn their business by doing a good job, by building that relationship with them. And I trust that they'll eventually give us their whole workload. And so that's why I also advise people to start small and do with what you're comfortable with. If it's having someone just do some social media posts for you for an hour a week, that's a great way to start and sort of get your feet wet. Right, right. Sounds good. So that helps them because if they're thinking about this, oh my God, I got to hire this person and whatever, you make it just kind of, well, let's give it a try, make it smaller, simple, work your way into it. 
it's like getting into the cold water. <laughs> right. Dip your toes in a little bit more, a little bit more, then you're fine. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Although sometimes I like to just dive straight in. I don't know about you, but you know, yeah. I have those. <laughs> I like to dive straight in, but I, <laughs> but I will say, you know, I think working with folks over these past 12 years, sometimes they need to dip their toes in a little bit, which is sure. totally okay. Yeah, yeah, we all do. I'll do. So I'm assuming you have a process that you can walk people through on how to hire virtually. We do. Yeah. So we can get ramped up pretty quickly. It takes us just under a business day to get everybody ramped up and assigned. Mm -hmm. One thing that we do that's a little bit different is that we have an onboarding questionnaire where we ask some practical questions, things like time zone, skill sets, communication preferences, that sort of Mm -hmm. thing. But we also ask some working style and working personality types of questions. We put all of our virtual assistants through work behavior and personality testing when we bring them on. Mm. No right or wrong answers that we're looking for, but we're just really looking to make that personality match and make sure that that meshes well together. Mm -hmm. And that's really the most important part of our process so that Mm. we can take care of getting that match for a person. We don't just sort of slap them with whoever is is next in line and whoever's available. We really take the the care to, to match them up properly. Good. Excellent. What should our listeners, if they're thinking about hiring virtually, how should they go about trying to find a virtual assistant? What would be a good way for them to do this? Yeah. One great way is is definitely to ask for recommendations. I think that we do a lot of our business through referrals. I would also say to certainly look at two or three different companies and compare both companies. There are definitely pros and cons to each company, their policies, the way they do things. And I would certainly focus on doing it that way. Okay. Are there any resources that they can go to online or obviously if we're hiring virtually online <laughs> to uh, help yeah. them? Yeah, definitely. So if you're looking for a virtual assistant in the U.S., there is virtualassistantassistant.com. They create a number of different independent reviews and they collect mm-hmm. those together. Mm-hmm. You can also go to the International Virtual Assistant Association, which provides a directory of all international companies as well. Great, great. So Danielle, before we close for today's episode, I'm going to ask you for the Wealth Tactic Rebel Value Bomb, which is, in your experience, what should our listeners look to avoid and what can they do about it? So having done this for 12 years, I've seen one major sort of mistake that folks will make. And that is knowing the difference between they're ready to hire a virtual assistant or they need to hire a virtual assistant. So I would say the big difference is with that. Lots of people need to hire a virtual assistant. They certainly have lots of work. They have areas that maybe aren't in their genius zone. They have marketing plans they want to execute. That can be just about anyone could need to hire a virtual assistant. But there's an important distinction when you're ready to hire a virtual assistant and you're ready to kind of make that leap. So first, you want to make sure that your business is generating enough revenue. You don't have to be kind of rolling in in cash flow, but you want to have enough cash flow that you can spend a couple hundred dollars on a virtual assistant a month to get a good return on your investment. And that's not bothering, interrupting your cash flow so much. You need to be ready to let go, even just a little bit. It doesn't mean you have to let go of control of your entire business right away, but you do have to be willing to trust a virtual assistant, trust that they have the business's best interests in mind that they're making the right recommendations for you, 
mm-hmm. and be able to let go of that a little bit. And then the third and final thing when you're ready to have a virtual assistant is that you want to have processes in place or be willing to have a virtual assistant create those for you. Mm-hmm. So if you don't have sort of standard operating procedures in place, that's okay. And right, a good right. virtual assistant will help you create those so that you can create repeatable processes so that you can document those things. So you either have to have those or be willing to have a virtual assistant make those for you. It right. will help your business run a lot more smoother and really increase your productivity as well. Excellent. That's what it's all about, right? Yes. (laughs) Well, thank you. I appreciate sharing your knowledge with our WealthTech Rebel listeners today. And before we go, though, anything you want to share with our listeners about yourself and your business or... Yeah, definitely. We would love to welcome any new clients. So our website is virtualassistusa.com. And you can just look us up on the web. And if you mention that you saw us on the Wealth Rebels podcast, we'd be happy to offer you something special. So you can certainly reach out to us on virtualassistusa.com and we'd be happy to offer that to you. Great. Thank you. And what I want to do, Danielle, is for our listeners, we're going to go and put your links and your contact information on our show notes page for today's episode. So listeners, go to wealthtacticrebels.com. Look for today's episode of Increased Productivity, Hire Virtually with Danielle Cuomo, and you'll find that there. And again, Danielle, thank you for your time today. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you. And thank you, Wealth Tactic Rebels, for joining in today and listening in. And hope you all stay healthy and have a fantastic day. Want to really see things differently? Take our course in Genius Tactics 201, where we teach you all the wealth accumulating tactics with detailed real-life examples, see your progress with quizzes, and a certificate of completion. For course details, visit WealthTacticRebels.com. Sign up today and start seeing things differently. This presentation is intended as informational only. The information presented does not consider your particular financial objectives, risk tolerance, time horizon, or other unique circumstances, and does not constitute a personalized recommendation or replace the advice of a financial, tax, or legal advisor or other qualified professionals. Do your own research and do not use the information of this presentation in place of a customized consultation with a licensed professional. To the best of our ability, we provide content that is accurate as of the date of release. However, we give no assurance or guarantee regarding its accuracy, timeliness, completeness, or applicability. We assume no liability for the information of this and related presentations.